Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ending Black History Month, ending the last full week of February, Bulls have started the second half of the season 0-1 as they lose to the Boston Celtics 129-112. Let's just go over just one game this week. So, Q, let's go over this Bulls week in review. Uh, like I said, it's one game, so it's quick shot. How do you feel about that loss coming out of the uh, – to start the second half, rather? You know, and that uh, Celtics game, they actually – they had a lead and were real competitive until the second half. Um Obviously, the Bulls are going to be shorthanded the rest of the season. You got stars such as Patrick Williams and Zach Levine not um, playing out for the year with season and injuries. So I think pretty much you're having a depth and rotation issue now. That's another thing for the Bulls to tackle. So um, I'm looking it up. I watched, I briefly watched the game. Yeah, the Bulls had a lead going into the second half and. Celtics kind of separated. That third quarter was huge. The Celtics, uh, they scored 37 in the third quarter, held the Bulls at 21. And it's kind of tell the tape. The third quarter was when the Celtics separated. The Bulls have a third quarter problem this season, don't they? I, I think that that's, that might be one of those key pain points for the season. Um, coming out of the, coming out of the tunnel and not, not keeping that same energy that they had in the first half. Yeah, sometimes when I see things like a team coming out in the second half uh, flat and just getting out-executed, you know, I I start to think maybe the adjustments aren't there. Like mm-hmm. maybe we're being out-coached because, you know, you make adjustments going into that second half, and the Bulls don't seem to be real good with making the adjustments. So definitely is the issue. Okay, but I was told Donovan is not necessarily the problem on this team. It's more so some other There's plenty other... of problems. I agree. I agree. There's plenty of problems. problems. I think He's Donovan. I can go with that. It's a massive issue going on with the uh, going on with that roster. So, like I said, it's only been one season. It's only been one game back from the second half. Uh, you got. Uh, the Bulls down 0-1. So now their record is 26 and 30. 30. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four game four games under 500. And right now that has them um a couple of games up on the Atlanta Hawks for the last postseason spot. Um Bulls said at number nine. They're still they keep loot, they keep losing ground to Orlando Magic. I don't think they're gonna be able to catch them. Um and not catching Orlando stand right now. Both Florida teams are seven and three in the last ten. The Bulls are just skating by five and five. Um, that's pretty much been their motif ever since Kobe caught caught fire early in the season. Uh, just been playing five hundred ball for the most part. But when they started off so bad, it's it's getting real. It's getting like 
you're never going to get over that line, never going to get over that hump. Yeah, and I don't think Brooklyn will catch them because um, Brooklyn doesn't seem to be that interested in making the play in. I mean, they they seem to be they seem to have their eye towards the lottery. So the Bulls will probably maintain that playing spot. Like I said on last show with JG, I don't see them beating uh, Miami or Orlando and getting into the 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 field of eight. But anything can happen once you get to the playoffs, you know. Anything can stay happen. At nine, right. A lot nothing's happening for them. <laughs> they they can get in <laughs> even if they got into the top eight, you're not beating Boston, you're not beating Cleveland, Milwaukee, whoever's the one, two, or three. This isn't a team that's built to go on a Cinderella type run. Like my we've seen Miami do that as A C. We don't have a Jimmy Butler and we don't have a Coach Spolster. So Or Bam. Or Bam. We don't have that 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 roster makeup. The, the Heat are a team that underachieves and skates into the playoffs. Um, so they're not a true eight, I would say. Mm. You know, they're a team that doesn't value the regular season anymore. They're a team, but they're a team of mostly veterans, and even their young guys, they've been to the playoffs, you know, several years. So they don't mind going on the road. Um, the Bulls are a team of veterans, but they're not a team that has a switch. They don't turn on another level. You know, like some of these teams do. This is their love. Right. Right. Is Kobe White is 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 he the, the Bulls version of Tyler Hero? Because hmm. we did say the Bulls don't have a Jimmy Butler, they don't have a coach sport, they don't have a bam. But do the Bulls have a Tyler Hero? I could say I could say Cody White is in the Kobe White is in the Tyler Hero um space i mean uh, i don't think uh, kobe's a young guy so i can't i don't want to cap his his development or a ceiling but from what i see i think i think kobe's a borderline all-star type and i think that's what tyler hero is i think kobe's a, he's a he's a good piece to build with but i don't think he's the piece you can build around so if let's say let, let let's Let's say James Harden a few years ago, James Harden was available <laughs> and, and the Bulls are interested. Would they would they say no to trading James Harden and Tyler Hero straight up? Like the Heat did? Would the, Bull, would the Bulls say no to co- trading Kobe for James Harden? Right. Um with the way the Bulls operate as a mid-market franchise, possibly. I haven't seen the Bulls be too interested in acquiring star talent that is going to demand a certain amount of treatment i mean we saw jimmy butler was jettisoned out when he did what stars do and with the team struggling you know won't change jimmy wanted fred hoiberg out of there jimmy also wanted to bring Kyrie irving in there that absolutely scared john paxton and the front office and they said uh no to making massive upgrades if we're going to make upgrades we're going to decide it not a player and if a player decides that he wants to have individuality. He has to go. We haven't mm-hmm. seen individuality coming out of the Chicago Bulls since we saw the GOAT. And anybody that threatened to be somewhat of an individual and a free thinker or a guy who takes leadership and, you know, identifies as a franchise leader and he's not a, in the front office, they're, they're, they don't last long here. And I'm talking about Ron Artest, Joaquin Noah, uh, Jimmy Butler. Eddie Robinson. What? 
Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. What you don't remember? He wanted the headband, headband gate. Eddie Curry or Eddie Robinson? Uh, I think both of them fit fit for this story. Um, well, listen, we don't care what Eddie, we don't care what Eddie Robinson wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that ain't that, that ain't really true because he wanted a bag and you definitely gave it to him. But for for this conversation, you saying the Bulls are not necessarily receptive to players being individuals. I remember they're, they're this, not, is, this they're is a not. dated. There, this is a dated conversation. Eddie Robinson. They had that thing with Ben Wallace. Too. Ben Wallace yes. won that. Out. I think they, they Scott Skiles allowed him to wear the headband. And remember, the Bulls front office tried to deny that they had a no headband policy, but mm. it definitely was. And I don't think it really got instituted until Scott Skiles. I do think in uh, the early Eddie Curry days, he did wear a headband. And I believe Jamal Crawford had one too in the early days. And they, it, it was definitely not a every game type of thing. They would they would sneak one on here and there. And it was, it was really it really got publicized when Eddie Robinson got was on the team, and he wore because he wore one every game. Um, and yeah. then it got called out like you know. This is not what we do here in Chicago. We, you know, you got to be. Maybe they let Ben Wallace slide because he's a champion. You know, but Bulls had they had a a, a bit of a a self worth thing. Call it inflated or call it self dessert. Call it dessert if you like. But they was like, we do things a certain way in this town, and headbands is just not going to go. Headbands are not going to right. I like that we do things a certain way in this town. The Bulls got dealt another bad hand. Some more bad news uh, coming out of the break. They have another player dealing with a season-ending injury, Mr. Pat Williams. He was having a career season, I mean, for him. Um, and now it's been cut short. Kawhi uh, Leonard Jr. Was- Baby Kawhi. Yeah. Got the claw on the paw. Awkward silence. Okay. The paw is the junior. Yeah, he's baby Kawhi. He's been compared favorably to Kawhi Leonard. He, I, do I can see comparisons. it. I I can see it. They're both six eight, right? Yeah. Black guys. Yes, they are. They are both six eight. Uh, they have Black um basic brain. braids. Uh, um, I see it. Yeah. Uh, it may you may be on to something. <laughs> you may be on to some claw and paw. Similar right. players. Yeah. Maybe they might play on the same team next year. See red. Come on, Kawhi. That'll take a lot. That'll take a lot of uh imaginative front office dealings. And frankly, I don't think AK got it in him. But hey, listen, not to move listen. too far. Zach Levine is on a trade block. We may be packaged Zach Levine, 20 or 30 draft picks. Boom, Kawhi. 20 or 30? Hmm. All right. Um, Trying to put a little hope in the man. Hey, you got to live with Hey, what's what's life without hope, right? Um, what's life without hope? So Not a life without hope. No, not at all. So Pat Williams down for the season. Uh, his what? How did he hurt himself? He uh, what was it? Uh, his knee? I don't think it matters. His foot. Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh uh, yeah, his foot. One of his parts are hurt. 
Uh, in any case, uh, I, I feel bad for him because I don't think he'll get that two hundred million now. I don't think. Yeah, cool. he was trending. He was trending in the right direction, right? And now Definitely this is a step back. This is a step back. Might have to might have to take down his contract demands. Maybe one eighty, one ninety. <laughs> speaking of speaking of that, um, player is going in the right direction. Ayo, um, Illinois Chicago University, Illinois' own. Yeah. Speaking of University of Illinois, they just clinched their fifth straight 21 season. Shout out to them. But Ayo is uh he had a career night right before the first first end of that season ended. He might be with Pat Williams down, he might be able to step up into some more playing time. And then, you know, that might be also become another steal for the for these bulls. They might have a whole backcourt of his really good bargain players with pairing him with yes. Kobe White. Yes, bargains the bull way. <laughs> that is another thing the Bulls are good at, trying to find bargains. Some somebody else, a little more cynical person, not saying who, might call it cheap. I, I I've heard that word thrown about about for uh Reinsdorf owns teams. So and this, in this sense, is not a bad thing. You do want to get players playing their, playing above their contract. That is the way you build a winner. Um, you do need, you need, do need to have some players become all stars and play above their contract. But you need some guys to get max contracts that play like max contract guys. That's not a shot to anybody. Yeah, that's just a reality. Do you think the loss of Pat will be a, will be a shot? Shot in the wrong direction for the Bulls, trying to um, as they try to secure a postseason berth and maybe do something a little further, you know, in in that direction. Honestly, um, it took me a while to remember that Pat Williams was not even playing. No, um, it's not a shot. He's not the great Lonzo Ball. Um, only the great Lonzo Ball has been the injury. I mean, the Bulls haven't even really, really missed like Zach Levine. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> with the Bulls, the level of the play does not really drop from starters to a couple of the top reserves. You know, you lose Pat Williams and Ayo gets more minutes. There's not a lot of drop offs. You know, you lose Zach Levine or what, or the 2023 version of Zach Levine, and you, Kobe White emerges. So, I mean, with, with the Bulls, um, I don't want to say they have tremendous depth. I just want to say that. From a lot of the starters, it's not that huge a drop off when you get to the depth. I don't think Pat Williams okay. was giving them anything that they can't adjust and get out of Caruso. And I, I, you know, I mean, Pat Williams, maybe you, you lose some size. There is one thing that you all talked about in the last episode, you and JG, um, about not having, not wanting to move off the players you have because the the market wasn't there. Um, I sort of think that if they actually decide, and when I say they, I mean AK um, and Mark Eversley, the Bulls general manager, uh, if they actually decided to move DeRozan, uh, Caruso, and Drummond, you would have got more than a few, than a handful of second round picks. Just moving those three players together would have brought back, brought the Bulls at least two first round picks and a bunch of other second round picks. 
that's not that's not the worst rebuild in the world. I mean, you can turn that in. You can turn that but into a competitive team in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you move all three of them, uh, the sheer weight of the assets would have got the ball running. But uh, moving Drummond for three second round picks, I don't think that moved the needle. I don't know what DeRozan's trade market is, and I mean he's a he's a good player, but. I mean, who really needs a mid-range specialist um, whose best attribute is scoring? I mean, DeRozan, see, he he's a pretty solid passer too. But if you look at the teams at the top of the league, who does he who does he really help? Does he help the Timberwolves? Not in that role. You're not taking the ball out of uh, Anthony Edwards' hands or Cat's hands. You know, uh, as I've said before, DeRozan, um, if he were to move to a contender, uh, I think he would be very good coming off the bench, you know, filling that six man role where for 20, 25 minutes, he just goes out there and gets buckets. So I don't think DeMar, I don't think he's really open to having that Jason Terry role, you know, long time starter that moves to the bench and, you know, ignites the the second unit. So I think you'd have to sell DeMar DeRozan on, on, Becoming a reserve to spark his value. A lot of top teams, they don't need a DeMar DeRozan. Not right now. If a major injury occurred. You know what that tells me? That tells me that um, the Bulls, they like a sales sales pitch. Um, It ain't necessarily the market. It's how you create create the desire for somebody. DeMar DeRozan is still, he's outside of his, he's outside of his, uh, his prime, obviously. But he's still a very good scorer in this league, and he's still oh, yeah. a very respected yeah. player. He he would be an asset oh, to any any uh, any contender just because of his, his effect on the locker room. So, if the Bulls couldn't get anything, if the if the market wasn't um, juicy enough for the Bulls, it's because they had they they lack a desire to actually create one for it. That or, can also be true. They did try to extend Demar Derozan. and I heard they. Had you know talks with extending him. I don't. I don't really understand the Bulls' plan right now. I feel like if you're, and they're a veteran team for the most part. They they got some young pieces, but the top players on on, on this team is veterans. I mean, if you're a veteran team and you can't, you're not contending. What are you doing? You know, this is year yearly cycle of battling to get to five hundred. Are we waiting for Lonzo Ball to get back? I mean, in Lonzo Ball, in all fairness, that was a short sample. We don't know if that was going to be sustained success. Lonzo Ball was playing his best ball, and the Bulls are playing their best ball. We don't know if three years – I don't know how long Lonzo's been gone. It's been years. Uh, We don't know if Lonzo and the Bulls would have both sustained that level of play they were having. And even if Lonzo Ball was able to sustain this level of play, I think the top of the East has gotten better. So. Would it have mattered if healthy Lonzo Ball with that Bulls team of, what was that, 2021? Would that team be number one seed with the Celtics, with this Celtics team? No. Mm-hmm. Would they be better than this Cavaliers team? I don't think so. Even the underachieving Bucks, I still think, are a better team. And the Knicks have improved a lot. So, and the Sixers um, are still there. And, I mean, they're obviously got a lot of question marks with no one being, but you look at the top five of the East and you look at, Hallie Burton emerging for the Pacers. I think even with it's fair to, to to question if even if Lonzo Ball 
was healthy right now and that Bulls team was had the same chemistry going, they still might be around six, seven seed and not with a realistic path to a title. So I'm I'm just very confused at what the Bulls plan is because right now, I mean, all signals have pointed to it's time to it's time to rebuild this thing. It's probably time to be bad for a couple of years and try to see if you can locate a star in the draft. I think the worst part about Patrick Williams getting hurt is not the injury itself. It's the it's the uh, continued inconsistency. And there's another star on another team in Chicago that we constantly have this inconsistency argument about. Um, he was just starting to like get you know get his uh, get his bearings about himself. Now you have an injury, a season-ending injury, yeah. and you got have a long rehab ahead of him. And that's just going to add to more inconsistency. And with him yeah, being a fourth, you're not able to improve yourself in the offseason when you're rehabbing from an correct. injury. You're not on the court. And when you have, when you're in your fourth year and you don't have a an extension already designed for you, it sounds like he's going to be an RFA. And the Bulls are just going to, the Bulls might not even match whatever offer sheet they gets put out for. I, I can't see, I can't see Pat Williams getting a lot of offers. I understand he's no. height. He's a pretty decent. He is a he is a good shooter from the corner but the league is flooded with guys that are six eight lengthy defend i mean there's always a place for guys like that but i think there's enough on the market every year where nobody's going to prioritize going after pat williams hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. True. Um, yeah, he might end up just being a, a, a regular free agent when it's all said and done. And the Bulls offer him the the lowest they can they can according to the CBA to get them back. Uh, I mean they might be called cheap, but I can't really argue with, with them doing that. I don't think Pat Williams has earned the right to be to get to get a generous extension. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last thing in the in the news this week, um and we're not talking about the SpaceX uh, shuttle landing on the moon, as they say. Supposedly, uh, right. supposedly, we still need supposedly. proof that the, that the Earth is definitely a globe and not in a dome. We still need the proof. <laughs> uh, so a lot has been furried about since the last dance. That the world was the world was a way different place. Before the last dance, I don't know if you remember it. It was, was happier place. It was at least sort of a happier place. At um, least in my sea red nation, because I do have to remember that Wani was running around, and I don't know what was going on with my bears. We were signing Brian Cox, and he ran like he was a interior lineman and stealing our money. And we were waiting for Curtis Conway not to be hurt. And then we had Rick Meyer. I don't, let's not bring up this pain. You're right. 
the GOAT, Michael Jordan, he tried to bring the world, the sports world together during a, a confusing and dark time during 2020, during the pandemic. Thank you, Michael. Um, Thank you. His, he did. He, he kind of saved. He kind of saved the and world. It was under, to be and, and, it was, and, it, and you know what? Not to cut you off, but um, I don't appreciate how underappreciated Mike's efforts were. You know, Mike gave us the last dance, and a lot of you cried and complained and took the side of guys who did nothing for the city or sat when their head hurts or sat when their feelings were hurt because they weren't clutch and everybody knew they weren't clutch and they weren't allowed to take the last shot. You know, Chicago has been a very, un- you know, not Chicago, because I can't say it's Chicagoans. The basketball world has been a very unappreciative world, you know. Without Michael Jordan, you all wouldn't have got to see Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe. Uh, you know what? That is true. Without Michael Jordan, Kobe would not be the person you all, the, not the basketball player you all think. I mean, he would pattern Kobe, his name. He, he, he would have patterned his game after Eddie Jones. Or his daddy, maybe Jelly Bean, <laughs> his actual maybe father instead of Michael Jordan. <laughs> he might have been Glenn Rice, you know. So I, I think the sports world been. needs to be very appreciative, you know. Yeah, yeah. They gave you Michael Jordan gave you Kobe. If nothing else, he gave you Kobe, and he gave you the last dance. He saved the world during the, the dark world time. Dark times, if I recall. We were given all sorts of warning by the CDC that we were in the middle of a pandemic. And some of you wanted to go outside anyways because you had to go see your side chick or you had to go to this party at the bottom of yeah, a face. You had to you had to you had to go to 71st and Wentworth and be at that party in the basement with 13 other carriers of COVID and then bring it home to your grandmother who you already know is immune depressed. This is what you guys were doing. But the last dance kept some of you all inside the house where you should have been. Heating the mm-hmm. CDC warnings. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike, for that. Go ahead and say it. While he did save the, while he did save the world, while he tried to, a lot of people weren't happy with the last dance. He Namely, also saved the world and, and brought back the talents. Yeah. Don't don't that ever forget cold. Space Jam. Don't ever forget Space Jam. This is the second time Mike can save the world. I didn't actually watch either Space Jam. I just I just read Wikipedia. You know, I was never interested in that movie. A lot of the co-stars in The Last Dance did not appreciate it. They didn't they didn't care about Mike's efforts to save the world. They didn't care about none of that. They just cared about how they looked in it. And you know, that's let's their not opinion. Call their every, let's, not throw, let's not throw the star word around. Let's just say guys who I said co-stars. Like co-stars of the documentary i ain't call them teammates yeah well some of them weren't teammates a lot of other people that didn't play with mike weren't weren't fans of the documentary i was trying to you know lump everybody together because carl malone said he didn't like gary gary payton said he didn't like it either we don't like Uh, you carl malone it it was it was creative editing all right we can we can agree to that right creative editing as it should have been (laughs) well we well you know what will you give executive producer rights to the person to the to the main character of the documentary um you got you got to understand there's going to be some licenses was editing as well so um that's just that's just how the game is that's how the game is played and since that's how the game is played 
you have free reign, especially in this era of new media, to tell your own story on your own platform. And that's what hey, some of these ex-Bulls players Forrest are doing. Grant, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, they can make their own 10-part documentary, you know? If we want to see how Horace was able to average 13 points and nine rebounds, if you're interested in that, go right ahead and watch the Horace Grant documentary. Have fun with that. Um, will it be 10 parts though? Does it have to be 10 parts? Is it, is it not a, is it not a successful sports documentary? If it's not 10 parts. Listen, I'm sure you can find 10 things about Horace Grant and make them hour long things. Right. <laughs> uh, we going to find out. Cause they got a whole, a whole country wide tour going on. To say to speak their part, yeah, that that country, yeah, one of the seven continents, a continent-wide tour to speak their mind. Luke Longley, Horace Grant, Scotty Pippen. They are touring with the national Australia's National Basketball League, and their no bull tour. Um, Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna speak their mind and and tell and, and tell their truths now. I, as you said, I love this for them. If everybody else gets to speak their truth to whatever their truth may be, have at it. I wish it was in America, to be honest with you. You get your ticket. I would pay. I would would definitely pay to go see it. Let's not call it support. Let's call it having an open mind to hear both sides of the argument. I, while I did, while I did watch every second of the last of the last dance, and I actually let me tell you this because I'm like everybody else, one shit going on during, during 2020. I got the episodes early, and I watched them. I, I've watched. I was on episode nine, while everybody else is on episode four. I dev- I would have devoured Paul's that documentary. It was you can call it wasn't there was nothing else on TV that was must see so you had to yeah so if it's the definition that that was must see TV so I watched it and I have my I have my own criticisms of the documentary I have my own criticisms of, yeah, of criticism? Michael Jordan's truth yes I do have criticisms of it because I don't I of Michael Jordan first and foremost no whoa, 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 of the last dance you... well share with our I have audience no of that. What didn't you like about the last dance? So, for one, I wouldn't call it a documentary. I would call it a okay. promotional video, a ten-part wow. promotional video. Um, okay, I would call it a a Nike promotional video. I would call it a less of a documentary, more so as an exploration into the addiction, Michael Jordan's addiction, um, and. I would call it workplace bully. Oh. Something similar on that, something around that line. Where was the and, and bully? Don't say it wasn't. Who, who was don't hurt? say it wasn't. Who was hurt? Point on the doll where you were touched. Who was hurt? Who was harmed? Scott Burrell. Was Scott Burrell was definitely getting bullied. That whole, that whole, that whole episode where they had, you know what? I'm just gonna bully Scott Burrell. It, it and it was not just that one incident. It was a lot. Scott of Burrell is, Scott Burrell is not complaining. It, does, do you do you have to complain? Does he does he does he have to complain for for you not to be able to call a spade a spade? 
If somebody, if if you was walking down the street and somebody come out the currency exchange after just cashing their checks and they'll pay their rent and they get robbed and they don't they don't complain, they don't call the police, you say, Hey, I mean, it ain't happened if they don't complain. You saw what happened, right? I saw some lighthearted exchange and light jabs that. between teammates. That's what I saw on payday. I saw lighthearted exchanges and Mike encouraging Scott Burrell to be the best player and the best human he could possibly be. What's wrong with that? Mike saw Scott Burrell and said, I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And I'm going to push you. I think the world has gotten way too sensitive today. And, and it, it, what you call bullying, I call encouragement. And that's the problem with the youth today. Nobody's encouraging them the right way. If that's the case, then his then the player that he didn't have to encourage the most during that six title run would not be in as in as up in arms right now as he is. He's already he he didn't he didn't had a media had a whole media tour. He wrote a book about it, and now he's doing a continent spanning um, concert well, uh, with th two other ex teammates to tell you about how. It was not as encouraging as the documentary will make you seem. Well, if we were in the court of law, and let's be clear, uh, this is not a court of the law. I, for one, do not like to be a court or anywhere near the law. So I'm not suggesting this is a court of law, but if this was, I would have to call Scottie Pippen to the stand and I would have to question his character and his reliability as a witness. This is the guy that gets in the media and makes constant conflicting reports. His his statements are all over the place. You know, can we say that Scotty is the best character evaluator or judgment? I mean, if if Jordan is so bad, what does it say about Scotty? He had him introduce him to the Hall of Fame and called him his greatest teammate. And without Michael, I couldn't be here and how great Michael was or how I wouldn't be here without my, uh, he, he literally said that in his Hall of Fame speech. Then when Jordan came back, he also, what, what was that? That was game five, the infamous flu game where Jordan, um, I mean, Jordan was probably near death, right? Near death. And he came and scored like 38 on the Jazz, near right? Death. <laughs> near I death. I mean, wasn't it like, uh, uh, didn't he have like uh, typhoon fever or, Syphilis or something. And all I know is he had a life-threatening disease during that game and still went out and I heard he, I heard he got shot. I heard he got shot during warm-ups. He did. Uh, the same guy who shot Tupac, shot Jordan. Got something against the all black guy. Yeah. Um, that's the story I'm going with. Uh, but <laughs> he said that um, yeah, I held Jordan up and carried him to the bench. He's been carrying me for 11 years. Did he not say that? So what happened? Hey, Where as, is the Scotty Pippins, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slam on his desk and say, "Objection, Your Honor." Everything you're saying right now happened before the documentary. What happened in Billy the documentary that caused the disconnect? Where was Scotty hurt? What did we see that slandered Scotty? If I recall, Michael the Goats. We could refer to him as the GOAT or Michael. They're interchangeable. Mm. The GOAT stated, All right. you see me, you see Scotty. I couldn't have won these six without Scotty. 
this is my greatest teammate. He spoke glowingly about Scotty. He also spoke truth. What thing you're saying about Pippen right now happened before the last dance. Feelings change. And I, and I want you to realize you're defending Pippen. That's, that's, that's the hill you're wrong. You're defending Pippen. I'm defending Pippen's reasonable reaction to what he felt was a, a slander to his character. What part of the documentary slandered his character? What slandered him? Well, I'm not going to sit here and say I read his book. I bought it to support, but I haven't read it yet. I'm a little you, backed up on uh, my liter literary. You, you, you really, you, uh, I call Cap. I'm calling Cap. Where did you buy that book from? <laughs> I got it on Amazon. It was only like $14. Why would you, I mean, why would you, why would you I, buy I spent, that book? I spent a lot of money on sports. I have a lot of uh, subscriptions. I spent a lot of money on, on sports. I wanted, I wanted to hear his side of the story. Now, I'm not, I'm not a big, um Pippen supporter by any means but if he wanted if he had a different um side to this to his uh experience with the Chicago Bulls in the 90s let's hear it let's hear from Horace Grant too he only had five years with the Bulls what's he got to what's he got to bitch about he left the he Bulls six. but he, he has six. six he's left the 94 he yeah. left the 94 all right so what yeah, was I think he, he was drafted he was he was drafted with Pippen right yeah 87 to 94 so he had seven years in. You're right. That's seven. Um, yeah, that Atlantic, like, ed, Atlantic I, I education. Like, oh, that's yeah, Chicago. Yeah. That might be that yeah, Chicago. That's, public that's, that's exactly right. Lump, lump yourself <laughs> into that too. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 it would be interesting to hear what they got to say now. And then from that point on, you can make, you can discern whether it's sour grapes or if they have some le legitimate, when when uh, when you get out there and say Mike was a horrible player before you arrived, I think it's definitely sour grapes. That it, you're not taking him out. Of, you're not taking him. Uh, you're not twisting his words. But I feel like what you're saying is out of context. He That's did he say said. he was a he did say he was a horrible player, but he did come behind that and explain what was horrible and us being able to discern what he's saying. Like okay, horrible was a. Was was the incorrect adjective to use, but what he said after that, I mean, matter of fact, it was true. Was what? What did he, he say after he that? You you could not. He could not get out of the, get out of the first round. He was a terrible. Uh, we don't know if he was a terrible teammate. Then we just heard him snitching on his cocaine teammates. That's all we know. Wait, wait, um, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. That's not snitching. We knew them dudes. Them dudes had arrests. Them dudes had suspensions. You can't snitch on. That's like me saying. That's like that's that's like me saying Larry Hoover is locked up and what he's locked up for. That, that's not me snitching. That's that's a fact. The, the, there's paperwork. There's statements on this. Once we get to the paperwork, we're not snitching. It's not like Jordan better, told us something that better, we did not know. We knew them dudes. A better phrase would be throwing their business out there for no reason. Was it for no reason? You gotta understand, there was an interview what? process. What? Hold on, what was the purpose of that? They said they asked Jordan about his teammates' activities, and they put up little clips. This was brought up to him. What is he supposed to say? Who's the executive this, producer of this of this uh, documentary? It doesn't matter. Okay, you're the executive oh, producer. That matters, of this show, right? Well, wait, talk that, about, talk that about. matters. You're, you're the executive producer no, of this no. show, right? 
You Answer can't control what I say. <laughs> you can't. I can't control how you respond to something. If I ask you a question, you answer it. The bottom line is Jordan had production credits with it. He was not the sole producer. He did not edit everything with it. There's stuff that happened in the documentary, lines of questions that didn't get put out there. I think we need so to you, review. So you've seen the so you've seen the unedited version, is what you're saying. You're saying there's have stuff I, there. yeah. Yes, I have. I saw some of them. I could be lying, but you can't prove I didn't. <laughs> you can't prove what I'm saying is a lie, can you? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I've, I've, I've... The the story did not did not hamp, hinder on him saying his teammates were drug addicts. Okay, you could most people most basketball. Can we, can we go back to that about... scene? He didn't come out exactly and say. Man, them dudes were on cocaine. There was a line of question. He said, I didn't get involved in that stuff. I didn't partake. That's all he said. I don't think he threw them under the bus. I mean, I think Quentin Daly, I don't rest in peace. I think he's gone. Or is Orlando Wood, Woodridge gone? No, one of them, Orlando's one of them passed. Here. Orlando's still here? Yeah. Okay. I think I think Daly has passed away then. Are you sure Wood, Woodridge is still here? You missed me if he did. Orlando Woodridge. Um. Oh shit! He did die. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Yeah, he he's been he's been gone. Mm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I think I don't know if Daly's still here either. Daly's gone case. too. In any case, they're both gone. It not. It did not. It was not necessary to the documentary or to that episode. The, the the narrative that they were trying to paint that the Bulls were a cluster F um, before he got there. We get that. Okay, let's. They weren't. On. They they were not in the team. They were. It. it the, they were. Uh, they were. Uh, they were a bad team, and that's why they were able to get him at number three. The point is, there was there was a there was a it was noticeable that the whole point of this whole 10 hours was to prop himself over what was going on with his teammates it was always yeah it's something you know they it, the team has got this going on that and the third and i just had to overcome it it's not him just overcoming his opponents is you got to overcome overcome his teammates too why his, think... teammates his teammates are losing why he's, in, why he's in baseball i gotta overcome i gotta come back and overcome that um scotty don't scotty's having the worst point of his career because he don't because he don't want to come back in the game because Tony Kuko is taking his glory. I got to overcome Scotty being a bad teammate. I got to overcome Scotty not wanting to get his back fixed. I got to overcome um uh what's another example? These these teammates doing drugs. I got to overcome Scotty's Scotty's migraine. Overcome Scotty's uh softness. It was a lot of stuff. He just came yeah, I you know what I took it personally I and because I'm the GOAT I just had, I just overcame everything. I just put everybody on my shoulders and we just rolled out. I mean, I think we take what we want from that. And I think the interesting dynamic around basketball fans now is so many people have aligned themselves either pro Jordan or pro LeBron and both sides have to slander or find the worst in each other. I thought things right. where Jordan also where we talked about the things he had to overcome himself. 
you know, they dived into his gambling, his partying. Um, for 10 minutes. His, for 10 his, minutes. No, 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 no. His if abuse of teammates. 10 minutes. You say talk you about, the unedited and the edited. They talk ten about minutes. Sam Smith, the Jordan Lewis. See, I don't think we – see, I, you are a year or two younger than me, and your sports maturity is maybe six or seven years younger than mine. That's not a shot. I'm just saying I was watching sports. I was forced to watch sports from a very young age. So I do remember the Jordan rules and the Sam Smith thing. And they discussed that in the documentary. I don't know. You, 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 have what's you read the book, Mr. The Jordan Rules book? His short, well, what's that got to do with his shortcomings? That that right there was something. The Jordan Rules. The Jordan thing. Rules challenge would he. No, the Jordan Rules, the Sam Smith book challenge. That's the thing that he accused Horace Grant of snitching in and, and, and contributing to. The Sam Smith book was anything but painting Jordan in a glorious thing or showing the things he had overcome. In fact, it talked about the things the Bulls had overcome with Jordan, saying that you couldn't win with a score first guard like that or that he was selfish. The, the, we, we, we dived into that in the documentary. So I don't think the documentary was one-sided. I think it talked about all the things that all the Bulls struggled with. That was the thing that made it interesting. You can't just tell a rosy story of everybody. You know, you got to get to the darkness. And I think it got to the darkness of not only Jordan, Pippen, but all of them, though. And I, that's what I appreciated from it. It didn't just paint it in a happy light. Because a lot of times when we see when we've seen things that reflect on the on, on the championship Bulls, we only see the positive things. They won six titles. And we hear it six in a row. They didn't win six in a row. They really won. They had two three-peats that was interrupted by the Rockets, you know, one and two. So I, I think where people find a problem with, I think I think that was great because it talked about a lot of the behind the things, behind the scenes, things that we didn't get to see or that many people don't remember when they talk, talk fondly of the Bulls. So I, I thought I thought it was great. I didn't think it was necessarily there to slander. I, I thought it did its due diligence. It talked about the things that that weren't the fun parts of the of the Bulls. Never mind if we have our different opinions on it being great or no, no, no. Uh, we don't have different personal. opinions. We have one of us that is right and one of us that is wrong. That's called different opinions. No, no. Somebody here is right. No. Somebody is wrong. Incorrect. That is that that's incorrect. Regardless of such, that that the guys that were actually there, they feel that a few was, guys that were actually there. There was many teammates that, that did not have a problem with it. And, and, you know, you, and those listen, anybody else even, may not want to go to Australia and talk, talk their shit either. Well, there was people that there were people that actually defended the documentary that actually played with Jordan's. So Scott Williams is one of them. Yeah. Another UNC guy. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Don't you like UNC? I love them. Well, there you go. Be on the right side of history. You know, don't be one of those guys. Be on the right side of history. I am on the right side of history. I'm on the right side of letting everybody, you know, get their get their 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 truths out for for however long that it needs to be be publicized. That everybody oh, need to be silent. Get, get their get their feelings out. Let them let them get their feelings. It's like Mike got into his feelings and for his ten hours. Let them get theirs out, and let's see if we can get to the bottom of. And I want you to watch all ten right hours. What's not? What Horace and Scotty have to say. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I I paid for it. I paid to. I paid for the book. I'm not paying for an Australia tour to hear Luke Longley because I really don't care what Luke Longley got to say. Um, 
or Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen. I've heard enough of Scottie Pippen in the media. I've got the gist. I got the gist. But so the only thing I'm championing for is let them have let them have a space. Whether or not I'm there to hear it or not is is, is irrelevant. They they deserve their time. Michael Jordan got ten hours. Let them get there. I can I, I can accept that. Good, good. So um, everybody else in Sea uh, Red Nation, you should accept it as well. Let them have let them speak their piece. And just remember, they brought you all of them. Brought you six of them things. They brought you a lot of Horace, joy. Horace brought us three. Helped with the three. He helped with three. Scotty helped with six. Luke Luke helped with three. Randy Brown helped with three. Damn it. Uh, love them all. Even if even if they're not happy, you should be happy. You got you know, to Pippen's still my dog. He got to stop tripping though. It's still my dog, but he needs to, he needs to, he ain't been right for a long time. We had to kick him out of uh, the administration for criticizing the product on the court. Like Jerry's just paying you to be an ambassador. How you ruin that? Jerry, if you listen to this, I'll be the ambassador. I'll get a six-figure salary and talk glowingly about the Bulls. I, I want I'll, to, Jerry. I'll leave this podcast okay. right now. I'll leave it right now if you want me to be an ambassador. And I'll, I'll only say good things about the Bulls. Somebody get this to Jerry. <laughs> you don't don't get don't listen. See, you catch you catching yourself up. You're saying don't don't call a spade a spade when you're in the Bulls upper management. Listen, if you're getting paid, <laughs> if you're going to pay me six figures, <laughs> whatever spade you want it to be <laughs> is what it's going to be. I'm yeah, not getting paid six figures here. <laughs> I got to be smart. <laughs> so what you're, what, you're say, what you're saying is your, your opinions can be bought. Definitely can. Hey, someone listen. Get if fans for sports network wants to give us more money, then fine. I'm a free agent yeah. too. Someone get this episode to Scotty and now. The opinions can be bought. Scotty, I'll go, I'll go on tour with you right now. <laughs> I, I I I'll I'll sit up there and I'll say you're you're Michael Jordan's equal. Mm. He said that too, huh? He said he's just as good as Michael Jordan. You agree? Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> There's only so much, man. Scotty, I see. Listen, I'm not a Scotty fan. I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike him, but you know, I actually, I'm, I actually, I'm a Scotty fan. I was a big Scotty fan is, in the hard '90s. Enough is enough. Michael, Jordan. not crazy enough to say that he was uh the second best player of the '90s, as he said, or as a couple people said. But I was a Scotty fan, though. Mm, nah. I wasn't he's crazy though. I, I was based on logic. He's not Mike's equal. Only agree is Mike's equal. I can agree to that. See red. <laughs>